Welcome to the Red Cloud Research Roundup, hosted by Red Cloud Financial Services. It's December 5th. This week, Managing Director and Head of Equity Research David Talbot is giving us an update on Your Energy's Phase 1 field tests of patented well installation technology. Plus, Kobe Kushner, mining analyst, has an update from E3 Metals, who recently received a substantial investment from the Government of Canada's Strategic Innovation Fund. All that and more coming up. David, why don't you kick us off? And thank you for that kind introduction. Welcome to episode 30 of Red Cloud Security's Research Roundup podcast. I am David Talbot, Managing Director and Head of Research here at Red Cloud Securities. And Kobe and I are pleased to join you today as part of an ongoing series of discussions with the Red Cloud Research team. UR Energy, that's U-R-E on the TSX. We don't currently rate the stock right now. I've covered the stock for about 13 of the past 15 years, so I know it quite well. UR Energy operates the Lost Creek ISR mine in Wyoming. This is the lowest cost uranium producer in the USA. The mine is on standby right now, but we note the management is actively trying to sign additional offtakes with nuclear utilities. And price pending, we could see this mine return to production relatively quickly. But what caught our eye most recently is phase one field testing results from an ongoing R&D program. UR Energy has been designing a patented injection well casing and installation method program. This may impact costs in a profound way. Ultimately, management believes that its new technology could be implemented across the mining industry, not just in uranium, but in copper, lithium, soda ash, potash, and other minerals. We see potential to license this technology to others, but we believe its key benefit is lowering costs at its own operations. Newly designed methods could provide numerous economic improvements. This has become very important as PVC casing, which is used now, has become much more difficult to find. UR Energy has found ways to reduce casing requirements. Essentially, the new material is cheaper, well diameter is smaller, they're quicker to install with less material in the hole, expect lower concrete consumption, and lower emissions. Importantly, mechanical integrity of the injection wells hold up very well. There is a 75% reduction in drill rig time and an 85% reduction in casing costs as compared to conventional methods. So the overall cost reduction can be a couple to three and a half bucks, representing a 49% savings on the installation of an injection well. And injection wells represent about 65% of the wells in the well fields using the traditional five-spot recovery patterns. There are also considerable environmental benefits. Beyond improved economics, this new injection well installation technique should help reduce vehicle traffic by reducing rig time from three and a half days to half a day per well, release up to 85% fewer air emissions, provide less noise, and there's lower risk of failure. Use of the technology may also lead to potential well-field design cost savings. The company is going to start modeling now to help determine what well pattern geometry and spacing might be most cost-effective. Five-spot well pattern geometry is currently used throughout the industry, but that may be improved upon through the seven-spot geometry. This might increase the size of well fields, improve sweep efficiency and uranium recoveries, and shorten mining and groundwater restoration times. Phase 2 testing and permitting is up next. Now, the regulators have been watching developments, so a permit amendment shouldn't take too long. Phase 2 testing should include installation and operation of several new injection wells, and the company is going to test flow rates, rig time, and other things to make sure they're consistent or an improvement upon conventional methods. And if the wells perform as expected, 
The technology will likely be implemented across its Lost Creek mine and eventually its Shirley Basin development project. So we believe this new technology could be a game changer. The Lost Creek ISR mine is awaiting restart. The plant has a capacity of 2.2 million pounds of uranium per year. And Shirley Basin, it might get built pending uranium prices and offtake arrangements. And that might also double production capacity to 4.2 million pounds annually. So stay tuned here. Now that's it for me today. Kobe, why don't you discuss some very important news in the Canadian lithium circles? Thanks, Dave. Let's move over to lithium. There was some big news from E3 Lithium last Monday. ETL on the venture, we have a buy rating $8.20 target. The Canadian government's Strategic Innovation Fund is investing $27 million into E3 to help the company advance its Alberta lithium brine project and DLE technology. Now this is a big deal. The stock was up roughly 20% on the back of this news. $27 million is a good chunk of money, and it nearly matches what the company's had to raise in the capital market since its founding in 2017. E3 is the first lithium company in the province to secure such funding, and it now joins the ranks of major mining companies and automakers like Rio Tinto, Stellantis, and GM, giants that have already received money from the fund. We'd also note that this is the second major investment into E3 this year, Back in June, we saw Imperial Oil take an equity stake into E3. So to be clear, this $27 million is an investment, not a grant. It's non-dilutive. The government's not taking an equity stake here. Consider it more like friendly debt that's there to help E3 pay for its spending ahead of commercial production. All eligible costs are to be reimbursed to E3 at just shy of 34% up to a total of $27 million. It also applies to expenses accrued since 2021, so that should cover the company's recent drill program. E3 is expecting initial reimbursement of over $4 million. Repayment terms are quite favorable. Uh, First off, the funds are conditionally repayable if and only when E3 starts earning revenue uh, from commercial operations. Funds are repayable at a rate of 1% of annual revenue over 20 years, with repayments being limited to a maximum of 1.4 times the money dispersed. So very friendly terms. That lowers the financing risk ahead of initial production, which we are calling for 2026. Management is hoping to pilot E3's DLE technology in the field in the first half of next year. Also next year, we can expect a resource update and a PFS. In our view, this investment represents a turning point for the Canadian government. Recall that the government recently forced Chinese divestment of three lithium junior companies. Uh, We believe that if the government truly cared about securing its local supplies of critical metals, then it would need to help fund good projects domestically out of its own pockets. And this is an example of just that. So we think there's more to come here. And we also think that uh, the investment is not just a positive endorsement for E3, but for DLE technology and Canadian brines in general. Thanks for listening to the Red Cloud Research Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed this dive into recent notable mining news. Remember, you can join us every Monday for new episodes. And as always, you can head over to redcloudsecurities.com for full disclosures and to sign up to our email list. That's it for this episode and see you next time.